I'm Dr. Yolanda Sintran. Welcome to Go Natural Dentistry, a Dr. Yoli podcast. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is health and vitality. Here we will be exploring the mouth from the inside out. Make optimum health part of your lifestyle, starting with your mouth. Hi, Shanna. <laughs> Hi. How are you doing? So excited to, to, to see you today. Oh, I am so excited. Uh, congratulations on your baby. He is gorgeous. And you look Thank beautiful, you so like your motherhood behooves you. That's <laughs> amazing. You look yes. prettier than, than pretty. You have a glow. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. So Shana, that. You know, a lot of people don't know about thermography. Um, we have been doing thermography and seeing patients with thermography for years, and it just never ceases to amaze me. Uh, we had a patient this week with thermography and uh, her entire head and everything was red and she took action immediately. And the report that we got was phenomenal. Um, you know, very accurate diagnosis of, of what she had in her mouth. We could see that she had periodontal disease and uh, TMJ inflammation and all that. So Tell me a little bit about the thermography, like if I didn't know anything, so people that are viewing it and listening to us can be educated and go for it. So from thermography is infrared imaging of your body where it could be possible cancer detection. It could be detection of issues going on in the mouth, like gum disease, periodontal disease, tooth infection, you know, so it's just, it's such a wonderful health analysis for every person, no matter the age. Even my, my young baby has already had his scan and he's only oh. six months old. Oh my God. I would love to see that. That's amazing. Did he get any red, red areas? No, he was thermographically normal. So, oh. so that's great. And that's actually unusual because most adults have gone through so much in their life that just about all of us have abnormal heat signatures. Yes. Yes. So, but he hasn't yet, you know, so he's all good. Oh my God. You're going to be scanning him how often? Like once a month? <laughs> At least once a year. Okay. At least once a year. But the interpreting doctors in the reports, they write when they want the patient to follow up. So it, it most common is six months um, because like I said, most, adult, he's, most adults have heat signatures that they should monitor. Um, but then the idea is that the six month follow-up things are stable or improved. And that tells us that there probably is not a cancer in the body and there's probably not issues that they really need to look into right away. So I love to get the thermography, you know, the reports, uh, on the patients because it is so accurate. Um, you know, it's like before I even, it's like the x-rays, you know, once I see the x-rays or a CT scan. I already know the medical history of the patient. You know, if they have mercury, I, I know that they're going to have thyroid issues. They're going to be exhausted. They're going to have uh, difficulties concentrating. They're going to have, uh, you know, attention deficit mo most probably. And some people even have depression and suicidal thoughts. You know, it, it's, it's amazing. So um, yesterday we had a new patient and she had five root canals, right? I already knew that they were on the meridian of the large intestine and the lungs, 
So I already know she's having, you know, um, digestive issues and sinus issue because she had two on the upper, uh, you know, right quadrant on the sinus with abscesses. So it's interesting because if we work together, right, as a team, the thermography, the doctor, and the biological dentist, then we can actually eradicate the focus points and the foci that's causing all these inflammatory responses, you know, being periodontal disease. That's when you see the entire lower red and you see on the thermography, you see all the limbs here and everything here is red when they have periodontal disease. And then when they have the TMJ, everything here is red. And sometimes they even have tinnitus when they have the clenching so hard. So tell me a little bit about what's new and what's, uh, what, what trends are you seeing in terms of the, when you do the thermography, what are you seeing a lot with like the patients? So having to do with oral inflammation, usually I, I hear of, you know, one way or the other, either a patient knows about their issues and they, they feed them back to me and they say, yes, I have this, this, and this going on. And you know, thank you. This scan is now motivating me to go back to my dentist or look into holistic biological dentistry mm -hmm. to really get to the root cause of why I have all this inflammation and work on turning it around. Or they had no idea that there was anything wrong. Their dentist for years has been telling them things are okay, yet they're lit up like a Christmas bulb, you know? So it's just, it's so eye-opening to see these reports either for the patient or the doctor, you know, because then it, it can help you to further convince patients that they need to get this work done and turn this scan around. It's a very powerful visual, I think, um, especially the rainbow palette, you know, because when they see red, people just have that in, associated in their mind, red danger. Right. You know, you do not want to have a lot of red and then see it leaking down into the neck and whether it's the mercury or the breast, yeah, into the axilla. And all the way into the breast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so, all connected, right? Issues yeah. in the mouth don't stay in the mouth. And I think thermography can really help patients to understand that visually. So, you know, how can people find place to do thermography? Is, is that being challenging? Or, you know, like we need more of you, huh? <laughs> yes. What are you going to do about this? You got to fix this problem. Well, we actually have a, a technician who's starting June 30th in your area. She lives in Plantation. So she's going to be servicing all of our locations in South Florida and possibly even the West Coast. So we go from as far north as Jupiter uh, all the way down to Miami and probably about 20 to 25 locations in between. So they would just need to visit our website to get on the schedule. It's flowwell.org. So that's F as in Foxtrot, L-O-W-W-E-L-L.org. And you just click on schedule an appointment and there's three you can choose from as an adult. So you could get the full body scan, which shows you what's going on thermographically everywhere in your body. It's great to get that scan as your baseline because yes. you use your whole body every single day. And so you never know what you can see thermographically that you cannot see with the naked eye. Yeah. There's also the health screening, which is the upper half of the body front and back. Uh, so basically the torso, you don't get to see the extremities with that scan, but that one's 349. And both with the health screening and the full body, they get the head, the neck, 
you know, so it's, it's really important to see those things, especially if someone, a lot of women come to me because they have breast issues. And if that's the case, you want to see what's happening above the breast. Yes. You know, is there a correlation there to what's going on in the breast? Yeah. So, so the technician will go to your location or is there a physical location that we can go to? Yeah, she's going to be a traveling technician. So there's various. I wanted, um, I wanted to get because I want to get my whole body. I'm due. And uh, how would I, um, you know, like I go to the schedule and then I, I meet her somewhere or does she come to? Yeah, we we utilize different um, doctor's offices. So in Fort Lauderdale, we're at Thrive Wellness Center. And, where um, and we also go. It's in downtown Fort Lauderdale. Okay. Just south of downtown, almost to the airport. Okay. So we got to find yeah. that address to give the patients. Yes. Because Do you I, want me to find it now? <laughs> yes. Yes. Let's be ready. Because you know what? Okay. I so appreciate those reports. I think there's life-saving. I had a patient that came with a young woman. She was in her 30s. And when I saw her thermography, I wanted to cry because it showed that her breast was totally destroyed. It, it, it looked like I have never seen anything like that. So I'm a believer in thermography. I have a, a traditional OBGYN that wants me to get mammography for years. And I say, I do thermography. She's like, no, that's below center of care. And I wanted to be respectful to her, I did not tell her radiation is below standard of care. I, this, this should be standard of care, but I'm not gonna get into a fight with my OBGYN. She's not open, but I will do my thermography and bring it to her, you know, because I think that she lacks the education. And it makes me so sad because she's forcing all her patients to put their breasts and radiate every year um, and my mother's one of those. She's 80. And every year she goes, I say, Ma, you don't have breast cancer, but you're going to get it if you go, you know, radiate your breasts every year. So, but, you know, she trusts the traditional doctor. How can you change the mind of somebody that is so trust, you know, they, they trust the old medical, you know, format, but it's not working. You know, that's an excellent question. I'm really good really glad you brought it up. So thermography, the FDA considers thermography an adjunctive screening to anatomical testing. Mm -hmm. So thermography is 97% sensitive or accurate for breast cancer detection, which means it's 3% wrong. Mm -hmm. If you look up the stats on mammography, mammography is 83% sensitive or accurate, which means it's 17% wrong. Wow. So both tests um, are not diagnostic. You shouldn't use either test as a standalone test. And when you get your thermography scan, our interpreting doctors are going to write in there if they want you to go for further imaging, you know, right away or not based on your previous history of anatomical imaging. Mm -hmm. So the comparative anatomical tests one could get are a mammogram, an ultrasound, or an MRI. And so it's up to the doctor patient team, you know, to decide which tests that they get for their body. Mm -hmm. And you're right, you know, mammography has the ionizing radiation that can lead to cancer. If you over radiate the body, there's also compression 
of the breast tissue. You know, it's, it's 50 pounds of pressure. It's like, so if there were cancer. Yeah. Yeah. It's painful. Ugh, I've never had one myself, but I, um, I've heard that if there was cancer present, you could run the risk of it spreading. Yeah. And then there's ultrasound imaging, which is just sound waves. You know, that's totally safe for the body. It um, unfortunately isn't the standard of care. So sometimes it's a little bit more challenging to request one, but you can do it. You and any patient can, can absolutely do that. Right. Awesome. So, you know, I have been looking at thermography uh, for many, many years and it's just, I just love it. I think that is, uh, I really enjoy looking at the, the, the reports. They're, they're usually extremely, extremely accurate. It is like the patient came and I look at the report, I, the images and that they emailed me were, you know, a black and white in this particular patient was from a, a Boca doctor. But uh, the actual doctor that looked at this stuff, it was, it was right on. Everything that they wrote, it was exactly what I found. The patient got treated immediately and she left very happy. So tell me about what you see, you know, happening in the future with the, in the world of thermography, you know, to become more a standard of care. Thermography has been around since the seventies for breast cancer detection. And um, in the U S I don't really see it becoming the standard of care anytime soon. It is offered in other countries. It is covered by insurance in other countries, but here, unfortunately, we're a little bit behind the times as far as preventative medicine goes. And so, you know, I've even heard of an interview before by Dr. Christine Northrup, and she said that thermography is cancer's best kept secret. Mm-hmm. You know, it's unfortunate that it's not mainstream. It's not, you know, um, taught in medical st- school. So your OBGYN is simply going by what she was taught in medical school, that mammography is a standard of care. And that's what she's required by her license to recommend to her patients. And so she's not, my guess, is doing research outside the box to, to really learn more about that before educating patients. But so, um, so what you're you saying know, is- the, the science is out there. Yeah, no, I agree with you. So in from the 1970s, you're talking about 50 years, people, this has been available for 50 years. And uh, just got the chills a long time, right? That's a long time. Well, the good Mm. thing about one thing good about COVID is that people have become more aware of the importance of attacking and, 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 and getting rid of foci infections and people are more proactive, trying to get more educated. So that's why we're doing the podcast because they, the information is out. It's a matter of people actually reaching out and becoming more educated. And we're on a mission with that, trying to spread the news that are like prevention is the best medicine. So how long have you been uh, in this world? Like, how do you become a thermography? Yeah, that's a great question. I've been a thermographer for 10 years now. I started in in 2011 and I'm still a professional member of Breast Thermography International. And so ever since I've been a traveling technician, I started in Manhattan and then moved to South Carolina and Florida. And now I'm out in Washington state. But if you wanted to become a thermographer, you have to definitely have a passion for it and holistic health, ideally. 
Mm-hmm. And you would just get trained by PACT. PACT is the Professional Academy of Clinical Thermology. Mm-hmm. And they train our thermographers. So that's what I am, a, a thermal imaging photographer. So I'm a thermographic technician. And there's also our expert thermologists. Those are the doctors who go on to do further training to really learn how to read and compose the thermography reports for patients. So our thermologists are sort of like radiologists in that they already have a, some type of doctorate degree, and then they go on for further training to become thermologists. And yeah, that packed website is medicalthermology.org. If anyone wants to learn more about the training, that's where they can learn about it on that website. And you know, just let them know that Shanna referred you there. And um, because of this podcast, they're interested in training. And we would love to have more thermographers. Yes. You know, even though I'm going to have Jenna in your area, yes. we could benefit from more thermographers. Absolutely. Yes. yes. So uh, you were saying about um, the online training. You know, I have a lot of, uh, I like to mentor young people, you know, and uh I think that getting into the world of medicine and holistic uh, knowledge and caring for your own bodies is a vital, important thing for young people to embrace nowadays. Because if they don't become aware of the foci of infection out there, the air is polluted, the water is contaminated, and also the mind. You know, your thoughts really have a lot of power. And with all the changes in society, the young people are feeling unstable and a lot of anxiety. They're getting depressed. And I counsel a few young patients that we have. And, um, you know, perception is reality. So if they perceive that there's danger, then that's a reality. And uh, um, what I see is that people are running uh, their adrenals or on fight or flight. 24 seven. So they they have adrenal fatigue. Um, does that show on the thermograph, the adrenals being red? I, I would say you can't diagnose that, but yeah. you can definitely see inflammation in the body, which could warrant further testing and lead to a diagnosis of adrenal fatigue. Yeah. So, because I'm wondering, you know, how does that look? Because I'm curious, I would like to see thermography from all the patients. Because maybe I say after you see, you know, 10, 20, 100, 1,000, you're like, oh, this is the same as that person, you know, that had the mercury and the thyroid is red. In each one of our reports, if there's areas of inflammation or areas that are too cold, areas that are lacking circulation, mm-hmm. our interpreting doctors are going to say clinical correlation is warranted. And then it's up to the patient to get with their doctor or their dentist or any wellness practitioner they work with and do some further testing, or even it could be physical examination. It can be talking, it can be counseling. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's five topics that I cover. I have a full body detox program that I offer. Mm -hmm. And within these five topics, we usually find out what's causing the inflammation. It could be diet, exercise, detoxing, de-stressing, or sleep. Mm -hmm. And so all of those things cause imbalances in the body. And most of the time, patients already know where their imbalance lies. And so then I get to connect them with wonderful doctors like you to really turn their health around and, and improve the thermography. 
Awesome. So once you eradicate, for example, the toxins in the mouth, how, how often or how soon do you get the second thermography? Like three months down the line or six months down? You know, like what is the time frame to get a second thermography? So after somebody's first scan, the most common recommendation is a six-month follow-up. Okay. And that's because quite often adults have heat signatures that are borderline where we consider them normal to abnormal. And so in six months time, we want to see what are they doing? What are those heat signatures doing? Are they increasing significantly? And if that's the case, it could be cancer or it could be other diseases. Right. Are they stable? Are they staying the same or are they decreasing? Which means the patient probably worked hard on their health and we're seeing improvements. And that's what I love to see in six months time time, because that typically means that they're going to get a year recommendation for their follow-up and I'll see them again in a year. If things aren't improving, you know, it could be three months, depending on if the, inc the heat signatures increase significantly, or it could even be a month. Um, I I've seen a month follow-up as well. And that's usually somebody who we know has cancer and we want to monitor their progress with whatever treatment they're doing. Excellent. Excellent. That is fascinating. I love it. So you're coaching the patient and then, you know, now with COVID, there's a lot of anxiety. Do you see more inflammation on the brain? So the brain is too deep within the body to be able to determine anything thermographically. Um, okay. Some other organs are as well, the lungs, the uterus, mm -hmm. um, but, you know, we're all connected. So if there's heat signatures going on the surface of the body, mm -hmm. either way, it's going to recommend you know, a patient to do lifestyle changes so that they can reduce that inflammation and it, it helps the whole body, not just the surface when they do that. Um, but we do offer a carotid artery evaluation. So we, there's veins on the forehead right here and here, they're called branches of your supraorbital artery. Okay. And if one side of the forehead is significantly colder than the other, it could indicate blockage in the corresponding colder side. Oh, you know, wow. and if somebody can address that, they might be able to avoid a stroke in the future. Wow. So that's huge. So they can uh, start implementing diets and herbs and things that are going to break down a clot, for example, in exercising. So one of the most important screenings that we do in the body is the carotid artery evaluation. Mm -hmm. uh, so you have your, on the sides of your neck, your carotid arteries that feed the blood supply into your brain. Yes. And the blood travels there through veins that rest on your forehead right here and here. They're called branches of the supraorbital artery. Mm -hmm. And so our interpreting doctors, they calculate the temperature on each side of the forehead Mm -hmm. And if one side of the forehead is significantly colder than the other, it could indicate possible blockage on the colder side in the corresponding carotid artery. Yeah. And if it were early detection, wouldn't somebody want to know about that before a stroke occurred? Right. So they may have time to do something about it before that could happen. Just because they have that variation in the forehead doesn't necessarily mean the carotid arteries are blocked. You know, you can't diagnose with thermography, right. but wouldn't you want to rule it out if there, yeah. there was that abnormal heat signature. Um, it could cool. also be something like acne, eczema, psoriasis, head injury that's happened in their lifetime. But, yeah. you know, it is a good idea to get further testing if that's an abnormal finding. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to call Jenna as, as soon as we hang up <laughs> <laughs> because I'm really curious yeah. I mean, what's happening in my body and just troubleshoot it right away. 
Yeah, we can get you scheduled in just just a few weeks. Early July, she'll be ready okay. ready to scan you in Fort Lauderdale. Yes. Okay. Definitely, because I'm going to take uh, some days off in July, July eighth and 9th. So maybe I can uh, like, perfect rebook with her. Yeah, to take care of my health. You know, you got to take care of yourself. So, so yes. So tell me any other things that you're seeing with the thermography. Um, you know, we're seeing, uh, unfortunately, I had a patient from Seattle, 28-year-old young woman with colon cancer. They, they, they caught it in the thermography. Wow. And, uh, you know, who has colon cancer at 28? Oh, that's so She's sad. Perfectly healthy, right? And the mother flew her. She had a root canal on the tooth meridian that's connected to her intestine, to the colon. So she flew, we got the mercury out and we got the um, root canal out. And she said, Dr. Cintron, the moment you got that tooth out, I felt a healing in my body. So her body is very smart and she's very young. And I just like felt it in my heart that, you know, she, she's gonna be all right. But she had to go through chemo radiation and they removed part of her colon and she had to have one of those bags for a period amount of time while they were able to you know remove it so what an experience for a 28 year old i can't imagine at any age (laughs) yes but we're seeing younger and younger people with cancer uh we had a patient uh that had um had passed away, 33-year-old. And I wish that, you know, when she was younger and all those things, you know, were accessible to her since 1970. So you have to do something about this, Shana. That's why I'm I'm even scanning my patients' kids for free for our technician service because I want to educate parents at a young age. They can benefit from knowing what's happening in their child thermographically and we're seeing some of the, the mottling patterns in kids, which uh, they kind of look like leopard spots on the body and they're indicative of toxic buildup or hormonal imbalance. Right. And so if these are present in a child, yeah. that's a, you know, something that the parents need to know about because they need to make lifestyle changes for their child through diet, exercise, right. dressing, you know, yeah. all those things are play a part in, in disease developing in the body. You know, the pe- when people buy chicken and it's not organic, these chickens are being injected hormone into mm-hmm. the tissues of the chickens so the breast will develop. So you have, you're finding boys that have developed the breast. They're developing, you know, uh, breasts and that affects them psychologically, you know, to, and it's all the hormones in the, in the food. Mm-hmm. So... We have to be mindful if you're going to have any protein and it's going to be animal-based, the, uh, the, the meat, it's better not to eat it if it's non-organic because it's full of hormones. And then that is one of the reasons why a lot of young women are getting breast cancer and the boys are getting all these um, love handles, you know, from the estrogen mm-hmm. uh, and men are getting love handles and they're young people. And it's all the hormones, you know, accumulating and uh, having the fat develop around the waist. 
you know, they exercise, they're doing all the right things, but is choosing better quality of food. Mourinho, Absolutely. Diet, diet is a, a you know, you, you've heard since you were a child, right? You are what you eat. Yes. And if you're eating an animal that's been injected with antibiotics, it's killing all the good and bad bacteria, but definitely the good bacteria that we need. And if they're injected with hormones, that's causing hormone imbalance in, in us if we're eating that meat. Yeah. So I eat all organically. I eat a ketogenic diet. Yeah. Um, you know, you want to, you want to do these things for your body to be as healthy as you can and hopefully prevent disease in the future. It's definitely a huge part of optimal health for each person. Yeah. Everything helps. Everything helps everything, your thought, your connection to God, your beliefs, you know, the people that surround you, you know, choose people that are loving and kind, stay away from yeah, people that lift you up and believe in you and, and have yeah. high energy and they want to be, you know, there's a creative energy. You know, when you are around people that are creative and uh, God is our creator, so we were made to his image. And when we are being creative, we feel that energy that's given, you know, when you're in the zone is when you're connected to God, you're in the zone. You don't know if it was five minutes or five hours. So that's when you are in the zone. I love speaking to you because I know that you're passionate about what you do. You're on a mission. You are trying to change the world and bring thermography to be part of standard of care. And I believe that the more we educate people, the more the people are going to request things like this uh, that are non-invasive. Thank you. Hopefully someday it will be the standard of care. Yes, absolutely. Well, it's going to be a standard of care for us and our patients. We recommend it. We cannot wait to meet Jenna and be part of uh, the team that, you know, it feeds her patients. So that way we can all uh, have more information that's diagnostic and preventive. Yeah, me too. I'm so excited. Yes. Thank you so much. And anything that you want to know from us, anything that you want to share with the, uh, our clients, yeah, um, I would like to share this podcast on my website. So can you, you know, you mentioned you saw a patient from Seattle and I'm out here in Washington state. So regardless yeah. of where anyone is in the country, you know, it could be beneficial for them to travel to you to get an analysis and have you check out what's going on in their mouth. So how can, how can my patients contact you if they're not in the area? Do you offer phone consults to, you know, evaluate if it's something they can travel for? Yes. How would that work? Well, we have teledentistry and we uh, have done quite a few of that. And I love it because during COVID, I always wanted to do it. We have patients that travel from all over the world. And uh, it's great when, you know, you have a face-to-face -face because uh, you can feel the energy and see if you're compatible that way. A lot of patients, you know, send us records of what they have. You know, they have CT scans or the last uh, radiographs. They even send us photos of their teeth. And then I have a consult with them and they fly in. You know, we definitely do all the diagnostics um, uh, here and we can give them an idea of what the cost would be to do any particular procedure. You know, if we have to remove a root canal tooth that is abscess, how we reconstructed. We have a website that's called gonaturaldentistry.com. 
and uh, they can link and get information and contact us through that or send us an email at info at drcintron.com. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of the patients fly to get the surgeries. And what we recommend is have the consult. We can speak about the cost and then they fly in. We are next to the airport, uh, 10 minutes away. There's a hotel at Marriott across the street that they can literally walk. And uh, they fly in, we take care of them. They stay in their hotel, we see them the next day. And uh, we uh, help them coordinate everything because you know it, it could be frightening. But for Florida is a great city. Uh, people come here on vacation all the time, it's beautiful. We're by the ocean. So it's a win-win. They can do a medical vacation. Uh, <laughs> and a lot that. of people do. You know, it's uh, they want to uh, run away from the winter and they come. Uh, and it's very reasonable during the summer also. So we have people flying from all countries, Europe, Germany, Switzerland, Spain, Portugal, South America. You know, we have patients that are... Um, medically compromised stage four cancer. We have people with sinus problems that can't breathe. We have people that have neurological conditions, MS, Parkinson, um, autoimmune disease, thyroid issues, Hashimoto's. And it's wonderful to be part of the journey and, and see the patient the next day after surgery. And they say, I feel different. I feel better. You know, a load has been taken off me. So biological dentistry is real. We're extremely passionate about what we do because it's really cool to be part of the healing process of somebody. You know, you didn't know, do not know this person and suddenly you're part of their journey of uh, well, well, wellness, which is amazing. So it's a real privilege for us to be part of the medical team that helps them get well. Yeah, I love getting educated from you and your hygienists. You know, um, I always tell patients that just going in for a cleaning, you're going to get an amazing education and realize why everyone should be choosing you for a holistic biological dentist. Um, and you just can't emphasize enough how much that impacts somebody's overall health. And it's unbelievable. I'm telling you, we have patients that don't know that they had open heart surgery and had endocarditis because their gums were infected. It's like mind boggling, something that can take two hours to clean that mess up, cause a permanent damage on somebody's heart. And that should never happen. That should be part of standard of care. That should be part of education, basic education in schools. And it's just not being done. People are not getting it. So we are very passionate daily educating people because uh, you know, there's other things that you don't have any control, but your mouth, it's so simple. Do you see any time in the near future, holistic biological dentistry becoming part of the education in mainstream dental schools? Um, I would only pray that that would happen and it would happen quickly. <clears throat> um, Ali is encouraging me to put a biological dentistry uh, course for general doctors to learn about it 
because as I learned about it 24 years ago, and it's been a journey of more information and now becoming more of a health expert because I, I, I see the connection for 24 years and I'm like already, oh, this is related to that. So we're working on putting a course together to open the eyes you know, of the people that don't have this knowledge because it makes me sad you know, that a lot of my colleagues are developing neurological conditions because they're removing mercury without protecting themselves or the patient and they have Parkinson and they have ALS and they have neurological things, anxiety, all these things. And when I hire, you know, people that are practicing for 20, 30 years and they're not knowledgeable about this and I try to train them, they already have medical conditions that are visible to me that are related to the toxicity that they have been exposed and they don't even know that that's the case. That there's a correlation there? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I embrace them. I I talk to them. I ask them to watch videos. And then they put two and two together. One of the doctors that I hired, he had tremors and he was trying to hide it from me. And then I went and he was doing a case. And then when he was done, I said, doctor, are you aware that you have tremors on your hands? And, And he said, what do you mean? I said, you need to start doing detoxification of heavy metals because you already have a neurological condition. And yeah. they, you know, they are, one of them decided to, instead of being a dentist, he became um, an anesthesiologist you know, for dental procedures. So he's no longer able to practice because of the shakes, but uh, he's in the, in the field, but you know, not being exposed to things directly. So, you know, I go to many dental meetings and I see my colleagues, you know, 300, 400, 500. You can see as they walk and they speak, you see how the profession has impacted them and they are not aware. They are not aware or they don't want to open up their minds. I'm thinking about a particular dentist I know for 30 something years and he has mercury feelings in his mouth and he has them and he hasn't removed them and he's close-minded and his father died from MS. So it's like the father has said to us, I, I believe that I got MS because I have mercury feelings. I saw it on 60 minutes. I saw it on 2020. We're talking about 1987. You know, we were told by a friend of ours that he got MS from that. And we were like, ah, we ignored the whole thing. We did not watch the show. We did not look into it. Why? Because we are doctors. We never heard of that. So, you know, it was only when I came to Florida that I went to a oral medicine and toxicology meeting. It's an international meeting of scientists, toxicologists, microbiologists, biochemists, they were speaking about the mercury toxicity. And it's like, my background is in chemistry. I know mercury is toxic, but it cannot be what I'm putting on patient's mouth. They were like, yeah, what you're putting on patient's mouth, 50% is mercury and is poisonous. How can I be taught in dental school that that's 
that can be okay. Right? Mind-blowing. So, so I go back to my dental materials book. I'm like, there, there's got to, that has to be there. Sure enough, it was there. It was there in, a, in one sentence on one thick book, but we, I never remember even reading it because you have so many classes, you have 10 classes at a time plus clinical work, and you just wow. want to pass the exam for the dental materials. It was there. It was in the books of dental materials, mercury being toxic and being part of the materials. So sometimes, you know, we get overwhelmed by all the information that is in front of us. And I have been guilty of that. But once I learned that mercury is a neurotoxin, I could no longer blame my lack of knowledge to my school. Then it's my responsibility as a professional to investigate everything I do, every procedure, every material, and then present responsibly to my patients this is what is available to you. This is what's available to me. Now, this, the, the big news is titanium implants are being found in different organs. So I put titanium implants for 20 years, right? Not a right. lot of them, but enough. Guess what? Now they're correlating the neurological problems to that. Somebody that has Parkinson or ALS, they have to remove the titanium or MS. They have to remove the titanium implants. I had a patient that came from five hours away. He said, Dr. Centron, the doctor doesn't want to take the metal implants. And I cannot be in the computer. Every time I go, I start shaking since he put the titanium implants. I said, I will take them out for you. Guess what? The patient now has a better opportunity to treat his MS, he went to San Francisco, he got stem cells, inhaling to the optic nerve. The optic nerve is connected to the area on the brain that affects the, the neurotransmitters. He got that stem cells into the nostrils, into the optic nerve, right? It goes into the optic nerve because the nose is connected the to the optic nerve. It went to the area of the brain that is related to MS and Parkinson. He came without a cane to visit me because he wanted me to know that he's thankful that he has a chance. I got all the metals out of his mouth. He went to get treatment. He still has MS, but he is doing a whole protocol of amino acids and different things every day to keep everything under control. But he's not taking the meds, those crazy meds that they give the patients. So there's always a way to do things better. So now we stop doing titanium implants, but the patients, now they are educated. Titanium implants are not the best option. Sometimes you might just go with a bridge or with a partial, or my grandmothers didn't have teeth, right? They had dentures, they had them in a, in a drawer. They were in the eighties, 89, 88. They were fine, they were healthy as healthy can be. They lost their teeth due to periodontal disease or every pregnancy, they had nine kids each. They lost the teeth because you know the calcium, the baby takes the calcium 
and you have to, you know, there's a lot of things you can do now to reinforce your teeth, but not, you know, they were born in like the 1800s, 1895, you know, like they didn't yeah. have advancements. So, you know, people live without teeth into their 80s and 90s. It's not preferable though, right? <laughs> you can preferable. Prevent you do it, you need to live without an infection. Yeah, but you know, it's better not to have a tooth that's infected. You right. know, and to have a tooth, you know, I'm a cosmetic dentist, so I'll give you teeth, don't worry. But <laughs> is is you you have choices and sometimes you have to choose something that is healthier, you know, um, and, and then be aware. But a lot of people don't care. They just want to do what people see. Oh, forget about the mercury on the back. Just do the ones people see. And then you see that they have heart trouble. They have, you know, arrhythmias, tachycardias. You know, I have people going into AFib that have mercury and metals in the mouth. You have to get it out because the mercury is going to affect the mitochondria, which, you know, the mitochondria is in the nuclei of the cell. And then that's where the energy gets produced. But the mercury goes into the mitochondria and affects the, the functioning of the mitochondria cannot produce the ATP. So all our cells are electrical. So when you have a metal that is a neurotoxin, it's going to make all your cells be out of whack electrically. So you're going to be like this instead of being like that. So, you know, um, the mercury affects every cell in your body. In your practice, do you use ozone injections? We have ozone, we have lasers, we have all different modalities to treat the patients, and we have developed different strategies according to their medical history, according to the level of infection. You know, I, I don't treat all patients the same way. We develop protocols that, we that I feel that would be beneficial to that person. You know, with the experience of 34 years, you kind of like get a, a sense of what would be best for each person. Um, so we develop protocols according to the patients. Uh, one of the ones that we like is the Huggins protocol. You know, uh, when we remove the mercury, always, or do surgeries, always have intravenous vitamin C on the patient because it's an antioxidant and it's going to be drawing all the toxins. And it's wonderful because the patients come the next day, they don't have swelling, they don't have pain. You know, they actually um, are, were de detoxified, not only physically, but at, at a cellular level with the antioxidants that we use. We have glutathione. We also use um, the plasma rich growth factors. And that, even if you don't get an extraction, the, um, the plasma rich growth factors, I can inject them in the mandible in different areas and it's gonna boost the immune system. So we like to do that. And it's anti-aging, you can do it on the skin. You know, we have the micro pen that we can do and put the plasma on the skin and it's rejuvenating. You know, the plasma, there's life in the blood. Absolutely. So, thank you. Thank you so much. I yeah. hope that you enjoy the, the, uh, the, the talk that we had and I pray that many people are going to call Jenna and book because obviously is the best non-invasive way of getting a baseline. You know, I remember paying $5,000 for, 
I went to get a, a whole body scan and I think it was an MRI or CT. I don't remember, but I paid $5,000. A patient wow. told me, get your whole body scan and have a baseline. And it was like hours. And you can get a thermography for a fraction of that, not have the radiation or the exposure of whatever they put you through and have a full idea of what your body has. I think it's a win-win. It's a really great thing to have access accessibility. And I'm so happy you have somebody in Fort Lauderdale. I agree. Yes. Yeah, thank I'll, you um, so I'll text you so you can, you can book your appointment. Yes, I will. And Ali will as well. Thank you so much, Shana. Okay, you're you. welcome. Have a wonderful day. Thank Good you. Day. God bless you. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. And I hope you join us again. I'm Dr. Yolanda Centron, and you have been listening to Go Natural Dentistry, a Dr. Yoli podcast. Visit GoNaturalDentistry.com for more information on biological dentistry and DrYoli.com to subscribe for more updates on holistic health. Join me next time for another podcast. Thank you for listening.